This is the PropTech VC Podcast. We give you unique insights into how innovative technologies are disrupting real estate. We interview top entrepreneurs, investors, and knowledgeable experts to share the inside scoop in this fast-moving industry. It's hosted by leading PropTech VC, Zane Jaffer. Let's dive into today's content. And you know, you, this, is, this, is, this is leading me to a big statement. The big statement perhaps is that the concept of the American dream, the concept of owning your own home, the concept of having your big home too, because that's, that's a symbol that you've made it, is perhaps the wrong symbol because it's taking us away from the idea of community. And Have I not been clear? <laughs> And right, people people um, would say, no, I live in the Beverly Hills zip code or the Atherton zip code or whatever. You enter any country, there's always a zip code, right? Where you're affluent, you're part of a community. You're not part of a community. You're buying status. You have your big mansion and you know, you hobnob with a few people, but there's no real community the way you are forced to do it when you're a student. And I'm assuming if you're a student, many people can re relate to the idea of the dorms. That's actually the opposite of the American dream because you don't have the wealth, you don't have the luxury to afford your own place, yet those are why the best years of people's lives. Whereas we have another crisis happening with senior people living alone and bored and, and lonely. Loneliness is affecting the mental health of many people and COVID also brought this to the front. So we're missing um, the, the, the point of the, the idea of community is perhaps what we value in society takes us away from community. We are a very individualistic culture, the West. The West as a whole, some parts more and less than others, but America at least, and perhaps the UK, very individual societies versus more Asian and, and rural you know, societies. Yeah, I, I think it's really gotten, it's gotten a lot worse um, with uh, technology use. I mean, uh, you know, people are, um, spend i think they spend average of three hours a day on like non-business stuff on their on their smartphones you know and um Wait, is that good or bad three hours a day should it be higher or should it be lower if it's not business <laughs> i think it should be lower i mean i i do think this stuff it come listen if you can be a happy joyous person healthy person and do all this stuff and 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 like you know i i, I use my technology fairly liberally but after i exercise you know and after i after i do a bunch of other stuff i make sure and I still and I still like question it's you know it's it's role in in my life I do think it makes it far easier to be alone you know people just weren't like it just wasn't that easy or that interesting to be alone back in the day you know and um I do think I don't think that virtual is is a replacement uh for and going back to urban design too the way cities were you're walking you're going to you're going to bump into people yeah. Whereas in certain societies, we're in our car or we're in our. This is this is not like for me. This is not esoteric. Like I actually did a spreadsheet, and I'm happy to share it with you. I've lived in 38 different housing situations, from single family housing, like, and I've lived in some pretty nice single family housing, guys. <laughs> you know, like, like, like I've been lived in some like ask ask around. I I I go to some nice zip codes, okay. But I've also lived on uh, on a kibbutz, you know, on the Lebanese border. You know, I've I've traveled I've traveled um you know up and down the the Nile and Egypt. I've, um, you know, been to, uh, to Thailand and, you know, in Singapore and, you know, in these other, in New Zealand. And I, I have a basis of comparison. Here's where I like, here's where, here's where I get on my high horse. You know, it's like, like, don't freaking tell me that a McMansion is as nice as this other thing. Cause I've been to both of them and like, one is like a lonely, isolating experience that's just designed to, you know, like I see your apartment 
That's a really sensibly sized apartment. It's got a nice amount of fenestration. It's not, it's got cement floors. That's like, this guy, this guy's got some, some like, because one of my big things is efficiency. It's luxurious to have a comfortable apartment. So like, if you're going to have glass that lets up, like I had a friend who lived at, um, he lived at the um, Richard Meyer building at, uh, at, um, at Grand Army Plaza in, in Brooklyn, right? And it was, in, in, and he said you could never get the heat right, right? <laughs> uh, because uh, one side of the building was connected to the thermostat on the other and we get this blazing sun. Um, there's been numerous studies that have shown that most people who have these glass units, they close the drapes like 70, 80% of the time, you know, it's so like four to, you know, whatever, four to ceiling views, people don't look at them uh, because there's too much, too much light, you know? Um, I don't know. I don't know why I started on that rant. <laughs> I, I think what happens is, is we in society work really hard, buy a bigger house, get a promotion, work even harder and buy a bigger house to keeping up with the Joneses. You inherently get lonely and you're craving something different. And then you eventually burn out and you go through your midlife crisis and then you go for two years on a little, you know, uh, travel around the world where you're doing the opposite, right? I, I, I don't think people dream of leaving their McMansion. I'm giving a, I'm sort of being provocative here with an example, right? They're not leaving their mansion or McMansion to go stay in some another McMansion, right? They, they want something different. They want to get back to normal. And this is why Airbnbs are very popular. People want to be more in rural nature areas. They, sure. they, they, they appreciate, you know, and cabins and being amidst all the nature is very healing for our soul, I guess. And it's yeah. a symptom of the society we live in and what we value. We're, we're getting taken away from, from nature by buying things that our ego wants rather than perhaps what we really need and our soul needs. Yeah, and I, I guess I'm, you know, my my startup is a, run house is a function of a, of a midlife crisis. Um, you know, I, I had a pretty famous divorce. Uh, you know, my wedding was in the New York Times and blah, 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 blah. I won't go go into it and touch it in the prop tech world heavily. And I, I actually had my McMansion. You know, I had my dwell apartment, uh, dwell micro apartment, which for me was was my McMansion. It was like, I made it, you know, uh, like I was, I had this embodied thing, you know, this embodied vision, really. Like I wasn't just talking the talk. I, I put my money on the line, you know, and, um, and built, built it out. And, you know, it was right over prospect. I actually overlooked prospect park and like, you know, I had all this thing together and going into a, onto a deeper level. Um, none of these, you know, it's like you said, like we're looking for these external things to, to, to say that we're a success you know, versus, you know, sort of these kind of outcroppings of our success. And well, like something that flow from our success, like we're looking for the outside to to, to, to validate us, you know, like the, these things that we, I mean, I'm not saying, I guess I'm saying that like, you can have nice stuff, right? <laughs> but like, but that stuff's not gonna, that's, that's, that's not success. And that's, and that's definitely not power. You know, and that's really what people want. People want to feel power. And and I've, you know, I've never, I've never um, made a lot of money, but I've, I've always had a lot of power because I've actually, I, I did manage to live and and um, really develop a lot of uh, very strong relationships uh, um, in inside and outside the industry. So yeah, the, the the middle. So so what is the definition of success, right? And I have a whole you know, very esoteric side to me. And uh, you know, I didn't go to college, and I went to an ashram and rode my bike across, you know, the country. And I, you know, I'm very interested in, you know, what, what, what is the definition of success? Um, I had, um, 
you know, my, my father passed away at 67 and he was, he was a success, you know, he was a success. He was a early tech pioneer, uh, early days, three common Nobel, you know, the, the amount of stress that he went through, like people didn't see him break his back in the airport in 1987 and was like laid up, you know, they didn't, they don't think about like, they don't think about the fact that he died of cancer at 67 and like his relationship, you know, like being around, uh, you know, being in airports for 20 years, you know, like, um, so, you know, I'm, I'm far more, uh, circumstantial about what uh, what defines success. And the thing, the thing that's really um, done it, I mean, one of the, the main things that's done to me and it's and it's far more um, relatable than than some of the esoteric stuff is 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 running. Uh, I, I'm a runner. Uh, I run, you know, like I run around 40 miles a week, um, a, a daily run. It's it's as much of a practice for me as any yogi. Um, and I've practiced a lot of yoga. <laughs> um, so I can, you know, I can say that with them. Um, and, and, and sort of the applied principles also so it's it's a very it's a very meditative act. Um, it's it's not about excess. It's about performance, right? It's about uh, aligning, uh, essentially aligning uh, the, the, our, our our body to, to to our movement, which is really you know the essence of what's wrong with our so wrong with our built-in environment. It's it, there's so much excess, right? And, uh, and and so much of it has little to do with moving anything forward to, to serving our basic needs to connect or to be healthy and stuff like that. So really going on a, on a deep personal journey. And, and, and this is like, this might sound like, you know, airy fairy and stuff like that, but you talk to any, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you're a serious runner, but like you talk to any serious runner and they get it, you know, they get it kind of, they, they get it fairly instantly and, you know, really developing that personal relationship. Um, oh, and then developing, you know, first of all, Actually, these communities already exist, to be very, very clear. Um, and this is the shortcomings of, of co-living and something that you kind of touched on. You know, co-living is just like for people who are new to town, you know, <laughs> like for single people who are new to town. Like for me, that's not enough. You know, sorry. Like I, I need I need I need a little bit more, uh, you know, granular uh, <laughs> uh, segmenting there. Like I get along with a lot of people, but I don't necessarily like hanging out with a lot of people. And I sure as shit don't want to live with, uh, uh, you know, or live around a lot of uh, a, a lot of types of people, like, you know, like I value people who appreciate work. And that's a kind of a fundamental thing with, with, um, with running. Like you understand that if you get a goal, you have to do stuff <laughs> like somehow so, and you have to do something besides buy some, you know, <laughs> like, you, and, and again, this kind of goes back to like, what are our intrinsic motivations? And I think they have a lot to do with, with health, you know? With like really being as as healthy and uh, as as we as we really as we can, not just sort of this baseline thing, which I think is is, is what so many people uh, fall into. And 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 there's a there's a you know an analogy between uh, real estate and uh, and and the body. Like if people like I talked about this with my runner friends all the time. It's like if you guys knew how good it feels to be you know to live like this, like you just be screen you know like oh my god, sign me up. Right. Well, and, that's not and, how most people think. Most people look at Instagram. They see these fake versions of people who are deeply, often insecure, putting it out there, so they get more likes and ego gratification. And you see that, and you get this keeping up the keeping up with the Joneses feeling where I need this to be happy. And so we, as human beings, defer our happiness for a later point in time. And when we get it, we're disillusioned. And the human humans human nature has no limit to its want to its greed, right? What we think we need. Um, and ultimately it takes a crisis or it takes a situation to take us out of our environment and make us realize this isn't living. This is a burnout, this is stress, 
this is tiring. You gave the example of your father who was very successful, who, you know, worked hard, but to the point where, you know, that's not, you can look at your father as one example of a great role model, but on the other hand, what you have to do to achieve that is unsustainable. We've got to find a balance somewhere. I almost lost it. I mean, I, I, I you know, in, in 2009, I couldn't keep my, my proverbial shit together. And I was like, I can't. And I knew I was going down the same route as my dad, you know, and, and like being a, you know, very successful dead 67 year old, you know, or 65 year old or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it gets me. Um, and that's not, that's not success to me. You know, I mean, that's not, that's not a, that's no, that's not a, um, I don't think that needs to be the cost of success, you know, but to, to make all of this actionable, um, we've, mm. we've talked a lot about philosophy, yeah. right? How can, um, how, how can we action this so that we can live better lives? I'm supposing outside of doing something radical, like knocking down your home and go buying a plot of land and living in a tent, right? What can we do? I know we can, and you've been on, you were on a Netflix documentary, right? On um, the, the, the minimalism uh, side of things. Any actionable advice that you could share with our listeners? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I'll definitely, the, the, I'm going to do a, a little plug for Runhouse. I mean, it's basically, it's about making it easy. And, and essentially when you have a, what, essentially like what I call like an additive market economy where everyone's trying to get a piece uh, and, and essentially trying to create market segments for housing, for restaurants, for all this stuff, instead of like actually trying to simplify, which is really what people want. They want fewer steps. They don't want more steps. They don't want maximized revenue streams. They in their lives, they want actually minimal ones, right? Um, and actually, like it's kind of a revolution, folks. You're hearing it here, <laughs> like, like, like saving people money can be, and like, and simplifying people's life can actually, you know, be super duper profitable. Like, it can provide a lot of value to people's lives. Like, oh my god, I don't need all these things that I thought I needed. Uh, so just making it structurally easy, giving a people place to go and and a place built around a real community which is which is running because because you do suffer together no matter what you're sucking and it's very egalitarian you know people are all income like all you need is a pair of shoes you know and uh, people of all different incomes are you know mixing together and, and and the thing that matters is your performance you know and your performance is kind of it's always grade adjusted um no fluff you can't you can't pay for you know whatever i ran a 523 mile uh, in 2019 i didn't i mean i paid for that but i paid for it in grit and and people and when you're when you have that on your side it's it feels really good and like it and it feels way better than like i really i have no instagram i mean I have like 35 instagram followers like i don't give a shit you know like like but like i get to enjoy great health so making that really easy um and you know like to um yeah to uh to listeners go find a run club you know like it's so much of this stuff used to be handled by religion. I mean, really, like people used to have churches and temples and they'd go and meet and then they would do stuff and they would make stuff. And, you know, I'm not saying we need to to bring those back. And, you know, obviously so many of the uh, religious bodies are just irreparably polluted to have any credibility. But that fundamental need for Congress and the fundamental need for breaking bread and and for uh, for singing and dancing, like like where is all that shit? You know, where is all that stuff? Um, like it's missing, I think. You know, and uh, and I think it's. I mean, uh, I think it really needs space. But um, yeah, practical stuff. Go find a run club. Um, most towns have them, and you're just going to meet really nice people. All of a sudden, you know, like people don't eat well. They don't they they don't do a whole bunch of stuff when their body's not used for performance. And I kind of always use this thing like you don't put you don't put regular in a Ferrari, you know. And like all of my 
all of my good habits are a function of its impact on performance, you know, um, and, and generally it's around running, but it's also, I mean, some of it is around mental clarity, uh, the mental kind of the mental clarity that the, the running instills uh, in, in when I'm not running, uh, which is most of the time. David, thank you so much on that note for coming on the show. It's been a- Zane, pleasure. 